Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, uplifting support for your grief and healing journey. We're here to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence so that you can build a life of purpose and joy. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Grief Coach. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 93, The Frustration Gap. Doesn't that sound fun? (laughs) Frustration is such a common emotion. It's a very common emotional experience for people, especially, especially when they're dealing with grief. If you're dealing with grief, your frustration is probably heightened. Today, we're going to learn how to identify frustration and its cause in our life and learn what to do about it. If you find yourself frustrated often, you're not alone. And ignoring your frustration or avoiding situations that cause it is not helpful either. We can get to the point where we're avoiding everything if we use avoiding or ignoring as a solution for frustration. The solution for frustration comes down to really identifying what's going on and then learning what to do about that. It's important to recognize where it comes from so you can learn and grow and you can start to eliminate some of your triggers around frustration. Think of if you have kids or even if you don't, or if you've ever been a kid, (laughs) think back on learning hard things. Think back on learning math or learning to ride a bike or anything. I, I look at kids, especially when they have older siblings that are able to do certain things and the younger kids aren't able to do those things. And there's this frustration and the frustration is the emotion we, we may commonly feel when there's a gap. There's the gap between what we want, what we want to experience, what we want to have happen, what we want to know or learn and what we, the level that we're currently at. And that's what happens with kids when they're looking at their older siblings and they're, they're going, well, they can play the piano. Why can't I? They can ride a bike. Why can't I? And then there's this gap. As adults, we experience the same thing. And that, that gap creates the frustration. I called it the frustration gap, but <laughs> it's that gap that we have certain thoughts about that gap between where we are and where we want to be or what we want to experience. And that's when we feel frustration. When we experience the gap, we can change the emotion we associate with the gap. Okay. So let's, let's talk about how we might do that. If you've heard of the model, the think, feel, act model, when I I talk a lot about thinking and feeling and, and how the way we think affects how we act, or I'm sorry, the way we think, think affects how we feel. Sometimes we see the model as feel, act, think, but there's always thinking before feeling. So sometimes you'll see them talk about how, you know, we'll have a feeling, we'll act on it, and then we'll think. But our feelings always come from our thoughts. There's no question about it. That fact, that one fact, that one idea, learning that our feelings always come from our thoughts. And I know there's, there's probably models out there or thoughts out there that, that sometimes we just feel and then we act and then we think, but really there was thinking ahead of the feeling. Then we act and then maybe we think again and we think differently about it, but thinking always comes before feelings. When you understand that, 
it changes everything. Sometimes the thought, and one of the reasons I think that we think that feelings sometimes come first is because sometimes the thought is so well-practiced that it looks like it's feel, act, think. But there was still thinking that happened before the feeling. It's just so well-practiced that we don't recognize the thoughts that we had previous to the feeling. Let me give you an example. Think about a college student in algebra. Let's, let's, talk, let's think about a college student who isn't, doesn't particularly have natural skills in math. And they might think, they, you know, they're, they're trying to tackle algebra and they might think, I should understand this. And then they feel this frustration and then they act with, with a response of anger or irritation. They give up, they lose hope. This can become so learned, it's so learned that the minute they see an algebra textbook or someone brings up algebra or math in any form, they immediately feel frustrated and act out on that frustration. Think about it when they were two years old, if you put an algebra book in front of them or someone mentioned math in front of them, they would have no reaction because they hadn't learned the response, the negative response to math. On the other hand, I love math. And so I have a totally different thought, feeling, action around math than someone who maybe doesn't feel that they can tackle math. Let's talk about grief. And the frustration that can come up with grief and the, you know, the thought might be, I should be doing better than I am right now. It's been a year. It's been two years. It's been five years, whatever it's been. If you have the thought, I should be doing better. What's wrong with me? I should be do. There is something wrong with me. I should be doing better. When you have that thought that brings up frustration, you see the gap, the gap is you can see ahead of you, like where you think you should be. And you can recognize that you're not there yet. And that brings up the gap. And we have thoughts about that gap. What's wrong with me? There's something wrong with me. I should be doing better. And that brings up the frustration. And we, we act, we respond. Our behavior is influenced by our feelings. So we become impatient or angry with ourselves. We pressure ourselves to show up a certain way in order to pretend we're okay. And that's not helpful either. So we have many thoughts about what grief should look like, how others should be responding to our grief, how we should be responding. There's lots and lots of thoughts and all those thoughts are creating emotions. So what do we do? When we get frustrated, you know, maybe you have a pattern, you can see that a certain person triggers you or a certain person's the way they show up triggers you or the or work triggers you, whatever it is. You can, you can see these scenarios in your life where you feel tr- triggered and you feel frustration. So the first thing to do, the first thing before you even start looking at it is to take a deep breath. Deep breathing is so important. It lowers your fight or flight response. It calms your mind so you can start to think more clearly. While you're still in this high anxious breath that comes along with feeling frustrated and many other emotions, it's very hard to use your brain to really think through, okay, what just happened? 
Why do I, what, what was I thought? What was the incident? What triggered me? So that's number one, take a deep breath, breathe for two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, as long as you can, as long as it takes to start feeling calmed. Two is identify the incident that triggered the frustration. What happened? What exactly happened that caused you to start feeling frustrated? If you look at what happened, then you can start to to ask yourself, number three, ask why. What do I think about this situation that is creating a gap of expectation? There's a gap of expectation. Something happened and your thoughts were, it should be different than it is. And then that created frustration. Number four is to accept there is a gap. Now this is the hard part, but it can be done. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how it can be done. So you allow the gap, you allow not knowing or not being where you want to be or somebody else not being where they, where you think they should be. A common thought that I really, really like to think is it's okay. For example, Let's say my thought is, I don't know how to do this, but I can add, I don't know how to do this and that's okay. See how adding that's okay neutralizes the gap we are seeing between where we are and where we want to be. I don't know how to do this and that's okay. I don't know how to grieve and that's okay. I don't know how to do math and that's okay. Like just neutralize it. I want you to just try that sometime. Just take the thought that's causing you problems. It's causing some negative emotion and add, and that's okay to the end of it. Do you see how that kind of neutralizes it? It kind of calms it down and it puts you in a space of acceptance. That's, that's the new emotion that comes up is acceptance. Because if we can't accept where we are, it's very difficult to get where we want to be because we're just going to stay in frustration. So that's the next step is just to accept that there is a gap. And if you want to take the next step, then that is to, uh, you've identified the gap and identify what, what's my next step, not you don't have to take the gigantic leap from being a kindergartner to being a college student. You don't have to take that gigantic leap of, of knowledge or understanding or expectation or any of that. Just what is the very next step? What can I do this week that would take five to 10 minutes that would get me a little closer to where I want to be? How can I accept this person where they are? and not be triggered. I've, I, you know, learn this triggered response. It's really easy to express frustration to others. To go a little deeper, you can ask yourself what beliefs are underlying my current frustration. You may have a limiting belief that is long held something that you have believed since you were a child that if you examined it, you would go, Oh, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is really the way I want to think anymore. If you can neutralize that limiting belief, you may be able to neutralize a number of frustrations, a number that the frustration that is stemming from a, from a long held limiting belief, it might just uproot a whole system. For example, my dad showed up a certain way when I was growing up. And, you know, if, if there was a car repair that had to be done or something and, 
it wasn't going well and the shop wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing. Like he had a certain way that he would respond to that. And when I got married and we, we were actually in my first marriage, um, years ago, my husband, my first husband, husband and I were in a car accident on the way to our wedding. This is a true story. It's wild. And you may be thinking, well, that should have been your sign, Julie, not to marry him, but that's a whole nother story. And I, I don't, I don't regret having, having married him at all. But I expect when we, when we went to go get the car repaired and it wasn't going well and they weren't meeting their deadlines that they had told us they would meet and they weren't getting it back to us on time. And, you know, we're young, we're married, we're in college. We only have one car. So it was a challenge for us. And I expected my husband to act the same way that my dad did. I had this belief that this is what husbands do that they continue to follow up and aggravate the the shop or whatever until they get their way. And I, I just was kind of a belief that I had. It was a limiting belief that I had. And when I finally realized, and, and so I was frustrated because I didn't see him taking those actions that I kind of expected him to do to kind of lower the boom and, you know, make them do it the way that we wanted it done and in the time we wanted it done and so forth. When I, when I examined that and I realized, okay, this is coming from an experience as a child, seeing things done a certain way. Maybe that's not the way it needs to be done. Maybe there's a better way. That's what I learned was there was a better way. There was a better way. And I didn't have to, I didn't have to have this expectation that my husband was going to respond a certain way. That's what I mean by like really looking at it and going, okay, why, why do I feel frustrated? And, and what am I thinking here? And where did, what does this stem from? Like, was there something that happened previously, especially when you find yourself, you know, and I'm, I'm dealing with some of this myself. I, this is what I, <laughs> a lot of times when I bring topics to you, it's because it's something that, that I'm experiencing. I, I got sick last month and right in the middle like a week after the book launched or right about the same time the book launched, I started running a fever. We were moving. There was all this stuff going on and I was sick and the frustration was really high because my expectation was that I was going to show up and I was going to do all these things and I was going to continue to do all these things that I've been doing and that I was going to be able to pack and, and that I was going to be able to launch my book successfully and all these things. And I had to I had to recognize that my circumstance changed and I needed to think differently about it and I needed to take care of myself and not be so caught up in the gap between my expectations and what was happening. This is, I think, is just a really, really important topic. I think everybody needs to understand frustration a little better. When you find yourself frustrated and frustrated quickly with a situation, there's a limiting belief there that needs to be unpacked and neutralized. So that's my, that's my hope for you is that you'll take these steps, that you'll take a deep breath, that you'll identify and really like write out the incident that triggered the frustration. Ask yourself why, what, what's creating a gap? How is this creating a gap of expectation? And then being able to accept that gap and maybe look at underlying limiting beliefs that are in there as well. 
I am taking off the month of August. I am not going to, uh, you're not, not going to have new episodes again until September. And I'm super excited to come back in September with a num- number of interesting topics that I'm looking forward to sharing with you. It's been almost two years since I started po- podcasting and there's been, uh, I've had one week when I was sick where I missed a, an episode, but you know, mostly I've just been here every single week. And so, I'm going to take the month of August off to recuperate and do some thinking and just taking care of myself. And we have, like I said, a lot of interesting topics to to cover coming up starting in September. In the meantime, if there's a topic you'd like for me to cover that I haven't yet, or maybe I did cover it, but you have more questions about it, you can always send me a message at julie at buildalifeafterloss.com. Just email me there and say, you know, hey, I loved this topic. I, I have a couple questions or would you talk about X, Y, or Z? I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what your experience has been. And remember, if you want help with your grief moving forward, schedule your free discovery call. Like I said, it's free. We'll talk for about 40, 45 minutes. We'll talk about like where you are, where you want to be how you, you know, how we can work together to really help you to understand your grief and to be able to start in that process of healing and resolving. If this episode has been helpful to you, will you please subscribe, rate, and review? You guys have a fabulous month. Usually I say have a beautiful week or something similar, but I'm going to say have a fabulous month and I will talk to you again in September. Remember, 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 I believe in you. Love you. Bye.